There are only four kinds of people in the world. Those who have been caregivers, those who are currently caregivers, those who will be caregivers, and those who will need a caregiver. Rosalind Carter. We celebrate caregivers. We listen to and learn from caregivers. We champion the caregivers and offer wisdom and guidance in our new podcast, Care to Listen. We hope you will. Today's episode, Connection and Isolation, read by caregiver Linda Barkley. Hi, my name is Linda, and I am a grandmother of a 19-year-old male who has Duchenne muscular dystrophy and cardiomyopathy. I would definitely like to share why it's so important to have connections. A riddle. What do Lincoln Logs, Legos, puzzle pieces, and people all have in common? They each work best when they connect. When Barbara Streisand sang people who need people are the luckiest people in the world, her lyrics were a shout out to each one of us. We need each other. We are social beings meant to engage with, learn from, to be in community with one another, to connect in all the wonderful and welcoming ways and in all the frustrating and fractured moments. Journeying through the pandemic has left us separate from each other, forced to connect by a screen. For those who already faced isolation, these days have been especially trying. From Great Britain and their Minister of Loneliness to our Departments of Health, we know the negative impact of isolation. Studies show that loneliness and isolation have the negative health risk of smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Isolation kills. We know the importance of babies being held and soothed, communicated with, and attended to. This health need does not diminish once one reaches adulthood. I dare say it becomes even more important throughout all of life, from childhood through adolescence into our senior years. To put it another way, the difference between illness and wellness is I and we. Seemingly every aspect of our lives, from work to play, relies on connecting. I remember the instructions from the whitewater rafting guide. She said, always maintain your connection points. It will keep you from falling into raging waters. The guide was referring to keeping your legs in the raft and your paddle in the water as vital connection points. Her instructions for a safe rafting trip applied to a healthy life. How many connection points do you have? How many connection points has your beloved? By connection points, I mean so much more than the number of Facebook friends or Instagram followers. I mean those persons who know you by name and by sight. Take the time and make a list of those persons. Most likely, that list will start with family members. Continue. How many individuals make the list that are not related to you? 
We find our connection points in our neighborhoods, our schools, our health care providers' office, our clubs, congregations, community spaces, and shared rooting interests. When asked to make this list in Pittsburgh, guaranteed someone will probably list being a member of Steelers Nation. The larger one's number of connections outside of relatives, the healthier is the individual. And working with persons, we ask them, who helps you to live well? The answers are insightful and include the guy who drives the access van, the woman at the corner grocery store who always says hello to me and knows my name, the receptionist at my doctor's office who makes a point to ask about me, the local librarian, members of my congregation. The point is, the more connection points one has, the easier one can keep afloat and stay well. Agencies who deliver meals to seniors and persons who are homebound are now being connected to medical providers and larger systems of social service agencies. This is an example of taking time to reflect upon the variety of ways an individual is known by another and their community. In the Meals on Wheels model, if deliveries are ceased or not being received, it is a clue to check on the person. This added connection point and check-in has provided valuable information to healthcare providers unaware of a possible health concern or need. Connections keep us healthy and supported and benefit one's physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health and wellness. Granted, in the midst of a pandemic, our social networks are strained. For these times, find virtual events and forums in which to engage. Take the opportunity to learn a craft, discuss a book, learn a language, appreciate a work of art. Though not ideal, persons have broadened their base of connections through virtual forums. A perfect place to learn about community events is your local library. They always have a diverse listing of learning opportunities, events, book clubs, classes, and occasions to find connection points. Currently, we must connect through virtual means. When we are on the other side of this pandemic, the best course of action one can do is to show up. Be present. Be known. All will benefit from your being there. A strength of any community is the diversity of its members. We all matter. You matter. You have a story to share, and the telling and listening and learning of and from your story makes us all better, wiser, connected. We all want and we all need connections and those cheers, moments, and experience. We need to have persons and places. Where everybody knows your name and they're always glad you came. You want to be where you can see our troubles are all the same. You want to be where everybody knows your name. To quote the writer E.M. Forster, only connect. Thank you for joining Care to Listen. Care to Listen was written by Sally Jo Snyder. Each episode is narrated by a unique caregiver. 
developed resources reported in this podcast are supported by the National Library of Medicine, National Institutes of Health, under Cooperative Agreement Number UG4LM012342, with the University of Pittsburgh Health Sciences Library System. The content is solely the responsibility of the authors and does not necessarily represent the official views of the National Institute of Health.